0: Five, six, seven, eight, Larissa. Larissa. Hi
1: everybody, welcome back to No More to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley.
0: Hi, Tara. So today we have a fun guest joining us, Larissa from Eating Gilmore. She is a content creator cooking her way through Gilmore Girls. She is up to season seven at this point, but she has made a meal and or drink for every single episode of Gilmore Girls that she's watched. She's made some incredible things, which she talks about in this episode, but she also talks about the show on her stories. People share hot takes and feelings about the episodes as she works her way through them, which has led to some controversial conversations, particularly about June 3rd, Mm. which is one of the reasons why we wanted to have her come on because we just passed June 3rd. After we had this conversation with her, we realized we definitely want to have her on again in the future Yeah, because we had such a fun time talking with her and we hope that you enjoy it as well.
1: Larissa, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you. Welcome. Thank you for having me both.
2: Um, I am really excited to be here, although a little nervous because you two have like the best podcasting voice i've ever heard um no way
1: thank you that's so. very nice you also have a wonderful recording voice so
0: thank you you should go into audiobook recording oh great wow i will say in our reviews people disagree with you about that
1: oh. <laughs> yeah some of them are like mm, a pass but they're not feeling we'll it, it but uh,
0: we'll take the compliment it's so <laughs> <calling>. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you for being here. So as many of you know, or hopefully remember when we did our Gilmore Galentine this past February, we had Larissa design our cocktails and that is because Larissa is a Gilmore content creator. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about eating Gilmore, how you got here and, uh, how much fun you're having with it.
2: Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, it started back in 2020. Um, we all know what was going on then and, meeting um like a passion project is kind of something to fill the time being at home and um i always say that i got my inspiration from this other content creator um from the account brad bakes and he was cooking his way through the harry potter books oh fine I also loved and was like oh you know there's another series that i love that has so much food and I um, was cooking, obviously, a lot more during the pandemic and sharing that to my personal Instagram. And my friend, Michaela, was like, you need to start a food blog. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just a home chef. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then people were just encouraging me to start it. And so November 2020, I did my first dish, the suki peach sauce from the pilot. And Oh,
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: we could take a bath in that sauce. Yes, <laughs> I love it. And been cooking since. Wow, that's amazing. So you just love to cook. It's not something that you went to school for, or, you know, you're not your own Suki St. James, but you've become a Suki St. James.
2: No, it's just it was kind of like a hobby. I grew up reading a lot of kids books with my mom, and she was the one who kind of taught me to cook. And when I got to college, it was kind of the rise of Pinterest. And so it was new recipes and everything. And It's a good way to kind of unwind and de-stress except I hate hate cleaning the kitchen
1: (laughs) oh my god that's half the reason I don't cook at home is because I don't like cleaning up afterwards exactly it's the worst part (laughs) see and that's why I think with professional chefs
2: like they have a crew to clean up after them so it's fine Mm -hmm. yeah
0: but you're the chef and the crew in this case
2: yeah
0: it sucks (laughs) so you've been doing this for like quite a while because you're in season seven now
2: yeah about to start seven yeah
0: and you post a new recipe every week is that right Mm -hmm. what has been some some of your favorite cuz i know you just mentioned the peach sauce which is just like such a good place to start. Oh, and i imagine a lot of them end up coming from Suki's kitchen. Yeah. But do you have any that like you just like were like way over the top and you loved them? And i guess consequently any that you feel like this was not it and you might want to mm. take another stab at it? Yeah,
2: um i think all my favorites have probably been Suki's dishes. Um, cause she's so iconic. The one that I am most proud of to this day and probably forever until the end of time
1: is her pretzel basket that she did <gasps> yeah for the basket That is amazing. amazing. I have always wondered how that would turn out. How was that for you?
2: Um, so I was gonna sound kind of raggy, but, it no, please worked. do. No, <laughs> brag, please. <laughs> it worked the first time. Like I've done dishes where it was very much trial and error. Sure. That one, I don't know how, like, cause I'm, I don't have an engineering background. I'm not good at math, like not in the slightest, but yeah, I just made like six basket sha- woven pieces. Um, the only issue that I really had in Um, Because when you make pretzels, you have to dunk them in this like water bath with um, baking soda, and it gets that like pretzely texture. Mm. And so when I dunked the pretzel piece, it kind of disintegrated. but if I just brush them on, I still got the texture, and it all fit together and... So yeah, wow. very, very proud of
0: That's that. amazing. Isn't it stuffed with something? Am I yeah, so she
2: has, um, it's a goat cheese filling. So I just like whipped up some goat cheese and used that as sort of like the piping to kind of
1: blend the seams together and add the handle. So smart, <laughs> so smart. I love that. I have always, that's one of my favorite episodes and I've always wondered how that would go if someone attempted to do that.
0: Yeah. And it's, yeah. I love that. I love
1: that that was your favorite. What are some of your other favorites that you've made?
2: Um, There is a amaretto chocolate mousse cake that Mm. Suki makes when Trix comes to town and goes to the Independence Inn. That was really good. Um, I think one that I'm also pretty proud of, just the creativity behind it. I think this is what caught y'all's eye for the cocktails that I made for you was the lemon. Why did you drop out of Yale martini?
0: Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, once you are done telling me your
1: favorites, (laughs) I will tell you mine. And it is that one for sure. I loved that. I thought that was so clever because there are not, I I assume, and I mean, we're making our way through the show and know the show very well, but have never really zeroed in on it the way that you are from a food perspective. I assume that there are episodes where no food is necessarily made. And so you have to get creative. So was that an episode where there was just, nothing to really make and you were like I'm totally going to take this line that is so iconic in the <laughs> Gilmore world and turn it into a drink
2: yeah I really haven't run into too many episodes because food is such a I always say that food is almost its own character on the show For from sure. the you know Suki and Luke and the Friday night dinners and all the junk food like it is its own character mm. um so I Honestly, haven't really run into that issue. It's only been like a couple of times. And both times I made cocktails for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think there was a few things that might have been mentioned, but nothing that I was necessarily excited or inspired by. Yeah, maybe it was something I had already done because I always do a different dish for every episode so it might have been something I'd made before
1: yeah oh totally that makes sense I loved that cocktail when that came out and yeah of course that was what you know caught our eye and we were like perfect she's the perfect person to design (laughs) alcoholic drinks for us
0: (laughs) is there anything that like from the show that like It sounds really good and you decide to make it because it's mentioned. It's like a highlight because I know that a lot of the times you'll put up like a question box Mm -hmm. asking your followers what you what they might expect you to be making from this episode. And a lot of people say the same thing. Is there any of those that you've made them and you're like, this tastes terrible?
2: (laughs) I not that's coming to mind. Um, The only few times that I've really oh, I know the Santa burger. I oh, that oh. and that just I well I'm not a fan of ketchup for one thing. Um, okay, and it's smothered in ketchup, obviously. Yeah. Um and then weirdly Luke uses cream cheese. Yeah. And I just I know. don't know why that's the choice for a burger when like mayonnaise is mayo perfect. is an option. So yeah. I did mayo with mine, but it still wasn't enough to like mask the ketchup for me. It's a so. lot of <laughs> and a lot of mayo. Yeah. Yeah. So Dang. that one, but I think at least they appreciate it for its disgustingness because Lorelai talks about how it is disgusting. So she's yeah. trying to hide that it's disgusting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there any other fan favorites? Cause I know that we loved the <laughs> why did you lemon drop out of Yale, but is mm-hmm. there any ones that like, cause I know that you've gone viral on Instagram a couple of times with some of the ones that you've made. Are there any, Fan favorites
2: um I think the one that did most well was not English but um <laughs> that did really well on TikTok was Suki's um chocolate caramel marshmallow chunk cookies which is a tongue twister yeah um, but yeah those were really good and I think part of the reason the video did so well is I kind of did like an ASMR style oh video right like Ooh, yeah love that so that one I think what did really well And also, one of my favorites. Um, I always say, too, for people that are like like wanting to get into baking that maybe aren't super adept and skilled in the kitchen, cookies are kind of a good place to start because I think there is a lot of room for error, but also a lot of room to explore and kind of create if you have a really simple, easy recipe. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Is there any that you, I guess, on that note, of cookies being easy to make if like anyone is not a particularly good chef is there any of the recipes from any of the episodes that you would be like try this one and make this one
2: yeah um i did the rocky road cookies from season
0: one the one that dean should be allergic to
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes dean likes rocky road cookies yes How could we forget? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So those are pretty, pretty easy to start with for sure. No, that's so funny because like I am not really a great cook. I'm a decent baker, but that's something that I think would inspire me to bake or cook or attempt those things would be if they were affiliated with a show that I absolutely loved and like I could connect it in that kind of way. But I know that you have also um, taken to your Instagram stories to kind of talk about the episode that each of your dishes come from. Can you expand a little bit more on that?
2: Yeah. Um. So we kind of play little games, as I like to call it, in my Instagram story. Um. And it's. I was actually thinking about this. Um. Before we sat down, where that kind of started. Um. Yeah. And back in February of 2021, I was on season two because I used to when I first started had so much more free time. I did to dishes a week which now thinking about that's a lot (laughs) lot.
1: we all did a lot of stuff during COVID (laughs) that we don't know how like we just had way too much time on our hands so we totally understand
2: (laughs) but so I live in Texas and that was the year we had that really really bad ice storm and we'd power and water and everything
1: oh my god yeah
2: so obviously, I got behind. On cooking. <laughs> uh, sure. So I, I was like, okay, well, in the meantime, until I can get another dish out, like let's do some episode polls because it was Jess's very first episode, which obviously oh. is a really important episode. Yeah. Um, so I- Always very exciting. I came up, with I used to come up with polls. Now people submit polls for me, because I got to a point where I couldn't think of once for every episode. And it just kind of expanded from there. Um, I used to do one, uh, we blew through all the characters, but it was Favorite Scene Monday, where I would have a character for the Monday and people would submit their like favorite scenes- of that character and that was pretty fun and then um yeah just sort of evolved to now we do fashion polls on Monday Tuesday everyone tells me what their favorite and least favorite scene is from the episode which is always very interesting because we get a lot that are submitted for both like for some people this, this scene will be their favorite and then for other people it'll be the least and i'll usually pick the top ones and have people vote on it and it is really interesting to see which ones like like i think with partings that one had a lot that were split of favorite versus least favorite
0: yeah it's a, I know a lot of people don't. <laughs> a lot of people don't like that one yeah i couldn't understand why i know I agree. My conflict queen over here. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, that is something that I really love about like you doing your polls and us on our pod is that I love the, like, really intense discussions that come from this because it's, like, it's almost, like, one step removed from it being fictional because it feels like people get so invested in this show that we all see very, very differently that, like, some people will watch it and be, like, this is the best scene from this episode, like, bar none, and someone else will watch it and be, like, that's literally the worst scene of Gilmore Girls I've ever watched in my entire life, Um, and they will, like, fight tooth and nail over it, and I just... I love that so much.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And just the fact that we're having these deep heated discussions so many years after it aired. Yeah. That's also very interesting. I don't feel like, obviously there are shows in the same way, but I feel like a lot of the newer shows don't have this same sort of discussion. Like they just don't have this like hold on the zeitgeist yet. And maybe that's just due to time. Um, But I think that's something really special about Gilmore Girls is that it has stayed relevant
1: Mm -hmm. so many years later. It really has.
0: And people stay really passionate.
1: (laughs) No, they really do. And we're a prime example of that. I'm really glad that you brought up partings because I heard now I I did not witness this firsthand, (laughs) but I heard that this was a controversial conversation because that is a controversial episode. It is a beautifully constructed episode, but there's a lot Mm -hmm. of conflict that happens there. So what happened when you started talking about partings? (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah. So I usually
1: don't chime in with my own opinions when
2: we do polls and stuff. Oh, okay. Mostly because I don't want to have my own podcast. (laughs) 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 I commend those that do, but I... I get really passionate about the things I believe in. So I just kind of keep my opinions out of it and just see what everyone has to say. But, you know, I was getting a lot of responses in general about the big ultimatum fight. And, you know, I sit when you sit down with it, I think both of them are in the wrong there. I think that Luke gets a lot more of the blame in that scene than maybe he should. Obviously, he is. At fault for things earlier on in this season, but yeah. So I just kind of shared my own thoughts, and that just like opened the floodgates a lot more.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I still DM's have
2: wild. <laughs> yeah, I still have a lot, and I I'm the kind of person that I really like to look at and try to respond at least with a reaction or something because I don't know I just feel like I should. But it was just getting. I'm so, that way too.
1: I totally get it.
2: <laughs> it was just getting overwhelming. Um, so I have like in my you know that request folder. message request.
1: yeah
2: oh that one I haven't touched that because it's full
1: <laughs> I'm really <sure. laughs> oh I'm sure well yeah people like like we were saying before have a lot of really hard and fast opinions about this show even though it's you know 20 years down the line but that specifically in the fandom I think is a really really sensitive topic and as we're approaching June 3rd or we've approached
0: now yeah, by the time the, this is when aired, this comes out it'll yeah. happens this weekend
1: we kind of wanted to talk, especially with you, because of the uh, very like firm opinions you have about where we landed with Luke and Lorelai, about how we got to June 3rd and what happened there. <laughs> so we kind of want to kick in, in reverse and talk about it a little bit, because like that was the relationship that everybody was anticipating for so long next to like Rory and Jess. I mean, the overwhelming relationship over the course of the entire series is Luke and Lorelai and us rooting for them. And then they finally get together. And what we're finding as we watch, uh, we're in the midst of season three right now on Patreon. What we're finding is that like their friendship was so gorgeous yeah. that when we do get to their relationship, it's not that it's necessarily a letdown. I would say maybe in season six is when it starts to get a little like, oh no, oh no. Um, but their friendship was so beautiful that like, I miss it sometimes, You know, um, and we haven't hit season six yet, so maybe my opinions on this will change. But from what I can recall, you know, everything that transpired between the two of them, I think, did equally kind of fall on both of them in season five. I think a lot of their um, their growth being stilted was because of Lorelai and her inability to really go all in but then when we get to season six and they have this pivot with everything with Rory and then April coming you know on the scene I do shift a lot of that onto Luke because it's like I really wish that the two of them would just open their mouths and communicate with each other is really the problem at the root of it all um but I'm curious what you guys think about that yeah um I think you nailed it really well
2: with the friendship thing and just sitting here hearing you explain that I think Luke and Lorelai are the reason why friends to lovers is my favorite romance trope. Really? As I grew up with that. Um, but also why miscommunication is in the third <laughs> act is my least favorite thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what yeah. season six is. Um, so I think that like affects my um, reading preferences. But yeah, I going through the show a lot more closely now, you know, researching for the episode or the dishes and stuff um I found that I do like Luke and Lorelei more as friends and that build up and the tension and then once they get together like there's still some cute moments like with the ice skating rink or whatever but they're just they just don't feel like they work well as a couple like they don't communicate. And I think we see that in A Year in the Life, too.
1: Yeah. Is that yeah. things haven't gotten better between them, even after all the They're basically years. frozen in yeah. time. But everybody is. That was like our mm-hmm. biggest gripe with the revival, was feeling like everybody was yeah. frozen in time in in all of their emotions and that like and in the journeys yep. that they took and stuff and we're just kind of like wait has nothing changed in 10 years and I, I completely agree with you I think a lot of it is represented in Luke and Lorelai's relationship and the fact that it's been 10 years and they still haven't gotten married and they're still not talking about certain things and there's this like looming idea of having a child together I, it's like oh wow we really are still in the year two thousand seven possibly the year 2006 and yeah, no, I, I totally agree. But I think that zooming into just seasons five and six, and Haley, I know that this is really your sweet spot, so I'll I'll let you I'll let you take it away. But I feel like that's Ugh. when we, obviously they're together, but we start to see the, the
0: journey of them post friendship. Yeah. Well the thing is is I wanted to zero in on June third here, but I disagree with you about season five. I don't think it was Lorelei as much as it was Luke, because mm-hmm. Luke was the one that said I'm all in. And then when things got hard, he was the one that dipped. So just a thought. <laughs> no sparkly heart. Heart. Haven't said that in a while.
1: I accept your no sparkly heart, but here's what I'll say. Because I do agree with you on that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> he said he was all in and then he dipped at the first sign of trouble. But it was the buildup of Lorelei lying to him or omitting about Chris, which was Yeah. Remember the remember the episode? I, I know you both do. Remember the episode where um, which one? she goes to lunch with Christopher and she mentions it very offhandedly at the diner. And Luke is like, oh, she was with
0: Christopher. Yeah.
1: Then he has this conversation with TJ where he's like, if Liz went out with the next boyfriend, would you be okay with it? And he's like, who's Liz going out with? Is it odd? Tell me it's odd. Like, I, <laughs> I remember him having to kind of come to the conclusion on his own and bring it to Lorelai and go, hey, I just want to let you know it's fine that you went out with Christopher. I'm okay with it. He had to literally do it on his own. He didn't do it with her.
0: Yeah, which was really weird for him to be like. For I sure, give you it's cool. For sure, but she didn't really. But ask it was for. just one of those
1: things that he had to get to on his own because she just randomly was just like, "Oh, and by the way, I got." Like she didn't even say, "Hey, I just want to let you know that I got lunch with Christopher." She dropped it so casually, and you know, Lorelai's my girl, but like. <laughs> If there's no conversation surrounding it like is that okay? Does that make you uncomfortable? I mean, he's Rory's dad, so at the end of the day it has to make you comfortable. But how can I make you comfortable with that? There was never any beef prior to that obviously between Chris and Lorelai or Chris and Luke, right? Yeah. But I felt like after that, her then going to Christopher to of course deal with his dad and and that all that happening was totally, totally fine. There was nothing wrong with that. But the fact that she hid it from Luke made it seem like there was something wrong. It made it seem like she was doing something bad. And if I were Luke, I would be like, why yeah. didn't you tell me about this? And why do you let me get blindsided and like leave me open to finding out from somebody else that you went over there and got hammered. The next day you show up at the diner, you have a headache, you won't tell me why. You lie and say, oh, well, whatever. And I build you an ice skating rink. <laughs> and you know, you, you And you can't that. tell me... The whole truth. I didn't love Luke's reaction at Wedding Bell Blues. I thought that was a complete overreaction. And blaming it on Lorelai that Emily sent Christopher to break the two of them up. That wasn't Lorelai's fault, in my opinion. But it was Lorelai's fault for lying to him and not telling him that she went to Christopher's. Because it makes it look like she did something bad when she didn't.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, then I guess, like, for both of you, then the question is, if that's the place we're at in season five, basically everything that you're saying Mm -hmm. could be... Switch a rude in season six because Luke does not seem to have learned from keeping secrets. Because boy, does he have a giant huge one thousand percent, and, that is, and
1: that is that is since. where my defensive loop kind of ends. And Larissa, I'm very curious about your <laughs> where, where your defensive loop <laughs> begins. No, for sure,
2: and that's. I mean, for sure, I think that's where mm. I said you know it falls on both of them, right? Like, yeah, he done messed up, and he didn't tell her about April for two months, like that's Two
0: months, a yeah,
2: huge deal, so long. But I think where I see things a little bit is that. For Luke, who is so bad with change, Mm. obviously we see that throughout the whole show, to get this big of news dropped on him in the way that it was dropped on him, I think it was really hard for him to just figure out how to pivot his life in all aspects, but especially with Lorelai, just trying to figure out how to be a dad. Because I think Luke, is we see him as the father figure for Rory throughout the show, and so he is kind of that fatherly figure. And I think he wants to be that with April, but he does, doesn't know how to, and mm-hmm. Anna doesn't really let him. So I think giving him space and time to figure that out is kind of where Lorelei goes wrong. But at the same time, I think Luke should have communicated mm-hmm. that need mm-hmm. earlier on. And especially because she's the one who suggests, oh, we can postpone the wedding. That's right. So she does, she does bring that up. And the thing that kind of gets me, and someone brought this up with the famous (laughs) DMs, um, that this episode, Partings, happens before June 3rd when they were originally supposed to get married because Logan graduates. And someone DM'd me and said that college graduations are in June and I don't think there's ever been a time where they were not in May (laughs) so um yeah but so I'm like it's for sure this is a May episode um so I think that is also where I struggle is that she gets very heated wanting to elope right then and there and it's not even their like original scheduled wedding date a wedding that she planned without consulting with Luke, which is also where I take issue with. I think the whole season is just very full of not communicating is my issue. <laughs>
1: And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of hundred dollars on Tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a thirty-dollar value, and they sell fast, so they're always styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tacovas.com That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love
0: a question about the idea of like Luke and change in Luke and April Mm because you mentioned that he played a father figure to Rory but I think more presently he played a even more present father figure to Jess Mm -hmm. that like that change it seemed like he... You know, he really adapted to it really quickly because it was kind of like what he had to do. Jess was coming to live with him in a very different way. April was now in his life. Do you think that it's like really authentic to who Luke is that he would keep something like that from Lorelai for two months when he kind of already went through it a little bit? And I'd argue like leaned on her a lot during that period.
1: I mean, they butted heads with the Jess stuff in season two. But like from the perspective of you know caring for Rory and also caring for Jess he leans on Lorelai a lot I mean Rory because she is her mother but with Jess because she is a parent and he kind of doesn't know how to navigate that quite yet
2: no I think that's a good point of you bringing up Jess um obviously like I think that he didn't have a lot of time to prep for that as with with the air mattress (laughs) no I I really like that you bring that up and I I I stand by I think Luke should have talked to Lorelai about this way sooner yeah I go back and forth on this idea though of like he can't get married until he figures things out with April like some sometimes I watch a show and I'm like you could still get married and figure that out because you're ultimately a team Mm -hmm. but then at the other times I'm like well He just needs some more time and two big life events at the happening at the same time can be really overwhelming and stressful.
0: Yeah. Well, something else that you mentioned was in the same vein was I think it was on your Instagram stories or maybe I was (laughs) DMing. I was a part of these DMs, of course. There was no way that someone was going to talk about partings and I wasn't going to show up to the conversation. But something that you mentioned was Lorelai wanting to postpone the wedding for Rory. And then once they started talking again, everything fell into place, like the the dress, the invitations, the venue, June 3rd, all happened. And here she delivered it literally on a silver platter one evening. But then he wanted to postpone the wedding for April. And like this idea that like that is on par with each other. Because mm-hmm. I I think I disagree a little bit that yeah. like that's the same thing. But that was – I know that was part of the conversation that was happening.
2: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to. Because at the beginning of six, she won't set the wedding date until – she's talking to Rory again. And I don't know, I someone brought this up in my DMs and I was like, oh, I think that's a really good point. Um, it's not a point mm. that I will like, it's not the hill that I'm going to die on. Yeah, there are much <laughs> bigger hills to die on. But I do think that there there is some parallelism, that's even a word, <laughs>
0: it didn't sound mm.
1: <laughs> We'll take it, we'll accept it. Parallelism.
0: <laughs> we can just they invent are. new it's ones okay. as long as people know what they mean.
1: But
2: between Lorelai figuring out this new shift with Rory versus, you know, Luke figuring out this shift with April. And I think they should both be given the same grace of time and processing. A point that I made, though, in terms of people saying, oh, well, you know, Rory and Lorelai are a lot closer versus April and Luke. And she obviously wanted her at the wedding. Lorelai did not care to have... Rory at the wedding when she married Chris in Paris, even though that's not Amy's doing.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I was going to say I don't know wow. how much we count that, but yes,
0: yes, but it did happen.
2: It did. Happen, so indeed. you know, she obviously didn't care that much. Yeah, for that.
0: So I don't know. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Haley. Well, the fan fiction aside, <laughs> I I think that the thing is is like I really feel like the Rory part of it is so different because, like, she's, like, such an integral part of her life. And so, like, the idea of her getting married without Rory, like, the Paris of it all, whether or not that, like, is actually legally able for them to happen there, like, that would never happen. Like, this is totally where she would Mm -hmm. end up. She would totally delay it for Rory. But I feel like this is is what we were talking about Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, June 3rd and Luke in April versus Rory and Lorelai is that – they were, like, in a conflict. This was, like, a time of strife between the two of them, which was rare because of how close they were. With Luke and April, it was more of, like, this was their new life. Like, they were moving into a new phase of their life together. And so a lot of people in partings, the part of it that they take issue with is when Lorelai is giving this ultimatum. Like, it's not, like, it's... What is it exactly that she says? You're going to have to figure out how April fits into our lives rather than the other way around. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's so fair because a lot of people hear that and they're like, "Wait, Lorelai's wanting to be prioritized over a child." But I think that that what she's saying is that like, "I am your partner. We should figure this out together, and we should figure out how April is going to fit into the life that we are building together, rather than you building a life separate from me with your daughter." Now that like I come into when you steam. Deem- me worthy or her mother deems me worthy to be a part of this life and I think that's
1: that's where I felt like it was different because for me the major glaring difference is that Lorelai and Rory obviously have been in each other's lives the entire time and it wasn't Luke's fault that April just came on the scene but Luke and Lorelai were a team navigating the rift between her and Rory and Luke would not allow Lorelai to be his teammate while he was navigating this new territory with April. And that, I think, is what I take no, the most issue sure. with. It wasn't that he wanted to postpone the wedding. Like like you said, that was Lorelai's suggestion, which I always forget about. But it's moreover that, like, I hated how much he would not let her into the equation, but was like, but I'm going to marry you. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> That's so confusing. That's so aspect Yeah, backwards. no,
2: I mean, I, I totally get them working through this as a team, for sure. And I will keep saying Luke needed to communicate this a lot sooner. Totally, But I do think he deserved to have some time just to process it. But ultimately, yeah. I don't know if they really would work well as a married couple at the end of the day.
0: Yeah.
2: Because they j- if this is how they're starting their relationship, because, you know, they've only been together for about a body for literally exactly a year when they get engaged
1: Mm.
2: and their, you know, entire engagement is this mess. And then when they get together at the end of seven, it's just a kiss. And then when we jump into a year in my life, they're still having the same communication problems.
0: Yeah. Right. So then do you think that like, Cause like you mentioned before about how like the issue that you took with Lorelai literally just delivering June 3rd and being like, this is when it's happening with no input from him. Do you think that that was kind of like the beginning of the end for them in some ways, like when it came to season six that like, like how were they going to like work through this? If Lorelai was going to decide this huge life event for them completely on her own without really any input from him?
2: I don't know. I I honestly think the beginning of the end for them is them getting together in a relationship. (laughs) And it's hard because like, obviously it's a couple that everyone roots for. And people still ask me like, who are you on team-wise for Lorelai? and I feel like Luke is the only right answer. But at the end of the day, I'm like, are they
1: actually a good couple? And I don't know if they are. We had this argument (laughs) uh, or this debate rather summer. uh, Were Luke and Lorelai better off as friends? You know, we totally did a whole episode on this because I think that question is such a valid one. And I agree with you. I think I, I would say the beginning of the end for them was honestly when Lorelai lied to him about Christopher. And then they got over that. And I was like, okay. And then the real beginning of the end for me was when he didn't tell her about April. Yeah. And that is all like that. Both of those things. I mean, one, I consider to be more monumental than the next, but they're both at the base of it all. Like we've been saying this whole time, a lack of communication. But I will say to your question, Haley, about whether or not, you know, Lorelei planning this entire thing kind of promoted this idea that this was about her is that that is the one fault I will put on Lorelai, is that I feel like she is very, very, she can be very self-absorbed. And especially when it comes to her relationships, in general, I don't even want to just say it with men. She can see things very, like, one-sided, and that's it. We see this in her relationship with her mother as well, with both of her parents. But I would say that, like, in this, even though I tend to lean on the side that, like, Luke really messed up when it came to, the season six of it all that where I think Lorelai messed up is not only in just planning everything without really consulting Luke, because I think that that could have been billed as like Luke's not really a planner. Yeah, like a wedding guy. And, you know, Lorelai was like, I'll take all this on because I know what I want and it all came together and whatnot.
0: Like maybe he'd prefer that.
1: Yeah. But I think it was moreover that once this all came to be. Lorelei did not speak up like everything she says in partings is an explosion of what she should have been saying
0: for yeah. several yeah. episodes like she should have gone to therapy with Jen from the office several <laughs> episodes ago much sooner
1: because like she just you know I don't want to see Luke had no idea this was going on but he kind of had no idea she felt this way yeah so I'm not necessarily blaming Lorelai, but it just boils back down to the miscommunication yeah. of it all. Yeah. Where I wish that she had spoken up and been like, hey, I want to be a part of this. And if I'm not a part of this, I don't know where I fit in. And instead, because of who Lorelai is, it all simmered until it like, yeah. came out like a volcano. See, you know? I,
0: controversially, I really love the miscommunication trope <laughs> simply because... I think it was actually Emily Henry was talking about this in one of her happy place interviews recently is that when you see these two characters who like you know like that they should be together and you know that they want to be together and you're watching them go through this you're like just fucking sit down for 15 minutes and have a conversation like we know what you want to say and you know what you want to say so just say it but there's this like level of like real life reality of like what real people would go through where it's like. I am so afraid to be the one to say it. I'm so afraid to like put out after we've already decided we're going to postpone after you seemingly seem happy with the situation. I'm the one that's suffering. And if I say out loud my like grievances with this, maybe it'll end everything. Maybe you won't have like the right reaction or like I'm so scared that if I shake this at all that it's going to be over. And I think that was what so much of her conversation with them was her actual name, not Jan from the office, Carolyn, um, that she <laughs> like, yeah, that she just like came out with it. It's like the only like way that this is going to change is if you say something. Um, and I think that's what I love about it so much is like, this is really, this is like, so me is like, I'm just going to sit here with all of my simmering feelings because I'm terrified that something's going to flip over and this boat is going to sink if I am too honest about how I feel. And I think that's what's happening here. And like, when she finally explodes it's like yes amazing (laughs) but it's two people who don't know how to talk to each other because i think it's not i think i mentioned this to you that it's not someone so much someone issuing an ultimatum as like if i don't say this like how like how will i move forward with this at all like this is a desperation this is someone who's saying like you have to marry me because otherwise i feel like i'm losing everything
2: yeah i mean i I'm like the least confrontation person in real life. And I think that's why I can sit here and judge everyone <laughs> because I would never do it myself in real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also, so I did rewatch this episode right before hopping on just so it was like fresh.
0: Parting? Yes.
2: Oh, good. And something that I thought was interesting when they are having that therapy session is Lorelai says she loves to talk about things and she throws it into people's face like very opposite of her parents but obviously as we know she does not she does love to talk but not about her feelings yeah um and she even says at first when Caroline's like oh you should talk to him she's like if I push too hard I'm going to lose him which is literally exactly what she does yeah so I don't know Maybe she should have listened to herself a little bit. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think that had she done that, she would have stayed in this uh, cycle. I know I've gotten lost there. Someone who's not really a confrontational person is like, say we are. (laughs) We just had this conversation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, We just had this conversation about face off uh, with Rory and Jess and how she gets all Mm -hmm. mad in her head. And then like, you know, he shows up and she doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And ironically, Lorelai was the one to kind of uh, word her against that. But I do think that had she not had this explosion in partings... I think she would have kept on the same cycle. She would have stayed on that carousel yeah. because I know I've gotten guilty of that.
0: Good Grey's Anatomy reference. She hasn't even seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> I was about to say that too, but oh, yeah, no. she didn't know what she was saying.
1: <laughs> she had no idea what she was saying. It's like when I quote Taylor Swift and I think I know what I'm talking about, but I really don't. But yeah, no, I think that she, I genuinely think she would have stayed. She would have stayed on that merry-go-round um, because sometimes when you feel that impetus to just be like, all right, Let's go. Let's do it. You're not ready. I have to, I have to go. Do you think she was wrong to give him that ultimatum?
2: I don't know. I think ultimatums never work out well. So I think in actuality, no, that wasn't the right move, but I think you are right in that she would have stayed in this cycle. Therefore improving our point that they're not a good couple. I think that kind of is what this all stems back to Yeah. yeah. because I think if she stayed yes she would have been miserable because luke was shutting her out unfairly mm. bad tv would have been them having a conversation and like setting healthy boundaries and healthy parameters like yeah makes a really boring, boring. <laughs> i don't want that Totally. So we don't right. like that and that's the thing with television shows is that they're never healthy relationships right like yeah because that's not fun right. to watch um but i do think with giving him the ultimatum like she said knowing him even saying if i pushed too hard i'm gonna lose him i think she just set herself up for failure in that regard and then obviously going yeah. to chris that same night just was kind of like yep, um,
1: yep. <laughs> whoops the way that amy and dan could have left that out and chose to put it in there and leave that in the hands of whoever was going to take the show and carry the torch forward. But like the fact that they threw that in there was like a jaw dropper. So are you a, are you a Chris? Fan no, definitely also? not. No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask if there was someone else on the show besides Luke, knowing that we've all kind of reached this consensus that we did really love these two as friends. If there was someone else for Lorelai to end up with. Was there someone on the show that spoke to you in that way? I think
2: if he gotten more episodes and more screen time, Alex might be a contender. We love Alex. We've been saying that because
1: we're in the middle of yeah. season three He's right now. Amazing. And we're like, this is the perfect man for her. Oh yeah, because
2: you guys just did Lorelei out
1: of water, right? And that's yeah. big episode. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. The perfect man for her. Well, but then like when you juxtapose it up, t- up against Luke... And the conversation that they have when he's like, when he makes her the little pond, it's definitely a precursor to the ice skating rink. Mm-hmm. It's so clear that the two of them have such a deep connection. And whether or not that was meant to be a friendship, I think is, you know, based on your taste. But, you know, knowing that that was there it was really hard for us to root for her and Alex. But like, when you look at their relationship and like the foundation that they're building, even as they're just kind of casually dating and going on these coffee dates into, you know, Broadway shows... He's the mm-hmm. perfect man for her.
2: Yep. Totally. So and I think so not totally just not getting even like proper closure with him, because he literally just disappears. <sighs> yeah. Um is never talked about again. I, I think Alex deserved a chance. And honestly, like going back to it, I don't think necessarily they were right long term, but I do come around I've come around more to Max. As I've gotten older too, like I I don't necessarily think they would work but I like Max a lot more now than I used to Mm -hmm. and I
1: wish he would have gotten like more character development as well yeah yeah there's no real closure there for us we're actually about to hit the episode where he comes back in season three I actually really I I really liked her and Alex I I thought her and Jason were also great together I not a Jason (laughs) 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 I am not a Jason fan I think it, he
2: was too much in Richard and Emily's world for them to really. Work
1: That's well, valid.
2: and him like suing Richard and that whole storyline was just so. Some- oh, way too messy. Yeah.
1: Everything before yeah. that, though, I felt like it yeah. worked. I mean, I hated that they had to hide the relationship. We've also always said that, like, Luke and Lorelei had the best friendship. Her and Chris and mystery, the best. Yes, chemistry. I will stand by that a hundred percent every day.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's just something about like uh David and Lauren together that they like really sell us on like you guys have been in love since 16. Yeah. And like every time yeah. they're together, the way that they like banter. Like I know that most of it's the dialogue, but they just like so sell that. And that Chris being really the only reason that they can't t- get together, like I 1000% believe it. But you mentioned that with TV, we never want a couple to have healthy boundaries and like sit down and have a conversation and be a little bit too full house and everything come full circle and be super happy. But that being said, if Luke and Lorelai had kept June 3rd as their wedding date, what do you think that they would have had to do? I guess in your opinion to get from like I lied to you about April, but we're still going to get married on June 3rd. Like what do you think that they would have had to have done to get from there A to B? That's a really good question. Uh definitely therapy, lots of yeah. therapy. <laughs> bring Jan back. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, bring her back, not the therapist from a the year in the life cuz she was gosh. Yeah. Can't <laughs> But yeah, I think a lot, a lot of therapy and just really sitting down and figuring out how April is going to work in their lives, bringing Anna into the conversation because he obviously is causing problems, especially, you know, and that's, that comes up in the partings fight because Lorelai tells Luke that she talked to Anna and he didn't know about that which is also another problem. Yeah. And
0: she says, yeah. you weren't supposed to talk to Anna. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So
0: I don't know. I think
2: just a lot of therapy. But honestly, I could see them getting to June 3rd and then one of them walking away at the altar also.
0: Mm. Mm. Also a good Grey's Anatomy reference. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, that's actually what I was going to say It's like, I feel like if they had kept it, I don't think that the wedding would have happened, which like would have been a really interesting end to season six to have them breaking up in that regard that like June 3rd wasn't actually working out. But you're right. We never... It would have been interesting if Lorelai left.
1: Yeah. If that was the way that she left. Because am I making
0: this up? Sometimes, Admittedly, sometimes I mix up season six fan fiction that I read in 2007 (laughs) with what actually happened in season six. Was it true that Luke didn't want... April to be around Lorelai because he wanted to get the chance for April to like him more. Am I remembering? Yeah, it right? Cause
2: it's, that's why he
0: doesn't invite her to the
2: birthday party at first. Right. Um, because he's like, when she meets you, it's all over for
1: me because you're like a cartoon character.
0: Yeah. Which like, I always hmm. fast forward through that part. Cause that's when Logan's in the hospital. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah when we decided to make our super cool party people tier on mm-hmm. Patreon, I initially like designed this outline of what looked like Lorelai at the birthday party with like her pink polka dot headband and everything. And Haley goes, what is this? I don't get it. And I said, it's super cool party people, the episode. And she was like, that's not that episode. That's when Logan goes to the hospital. And I said, a lot of other things happen in that episode. (laughs) And
0: she was like, I might, I might forget the other plot. Well,
2: speaking of Logan in the hospital, that was another spicy DM episode because I was asking about, you know, that whole concept of Rory not getting medical information and
0: Oh, and Paris gone. Yeah. So we had, I had, I
2: asked like a bunch of medical professionals to like sign my DMs. And it was interesting because it does vary like state by state of what policies are like HIPAA is like a pretty set thing, but for your listeners, if you are not married and want to get information, like reevaluate your will or your emergency contacts, just for if things happen, you're going to be able to get the information that you need. So I thought that was important.
0: Yeah. I always thought that was interesting because, like, I always wondered what would actually happen there. Yeah. But you know, Paris, mm. she superseded all of that. Yeah. Paris <laughs> so is it's above it's- HIPAA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love.
1: Yeah. What did you end up doing, Larissa? Four partings. What, the, was dish? Paella, what was your the Um, yeah. which I
2: actually messaged Haley because I know this is her episode because it's how I like first found her on TikTok, yeah. um, and yeah. I was like, "Do you have any suggestions for anything else?" Because I would pie is just a lot to do and it's like yeah. a good process and it's I, also I, in hay bales. That's what Logan mm-hmm. makes. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm doing a pie for that episode.
0: Oh, because they go get pies mm-hmm. from Westons. Oh, I love. But there's wow. not a whole lot of other food. In yeah. that episode, so I was like, "Well, okay." Yeah. No. The only other thing that I mentioned was like the London party, but like they don't really. Ooh, eat yeah. there. I will it's say beer. no. It's in more the theme.
2: rewatching it, which is so funny because like every time you rewatch it, you catch something new. Miss Patty does mm. mention tiramisu to Taylor when they're trying to get rid of all the troubadours. Oh, right. Oh, I could have made that, but that also was really time consuming, and I don't think it would have been any easier
1: than. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, like partings paella, yeah. It's alliteration. Yeah. The partings paella, I think, is great. That's did awesome. it turn out well? That yeah, so it was really good. Although,
2: so it's funny. I did a lot of. I do a lot of research before I go into it, and every recipe that I read said to use chorizo, and I did. And I have a friend who's from mm. Spain, and she was like. You put chorizo in that? And I was like, Yes. Or was I not supposed <laughs> mm-hmm. to? And she's like, Don't don't tell any other Spaniard that you did that. And I was like, Oh, oh my gosh, God, that's just what all, <laughs> all the, the recipes said. So I guess they don't use chorizo. So yeah. it's not that authentic, but it was really good with it in there.
1: What do they use? What do they use instead of chorizo? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Wow. She didn't not even tell you. Yeah. She just told that. you you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, but I'm not going to tell you what yeah. you should put in there. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. Larissa, one of the funniest things that you said right before we got on, she dropped um, a bomb on was us. Was <laughs> that you have you have some spicy takes, which I thought was great because you are you cook and I think, you know, adding the flavor to your dishes is just as important as adding flavor to the conversation. And you told me that uh, you have more spicy takes than just kind of erring on the side of Luke when it comes to this Luke and Lorelai argument in Partings and that you are a dean apologist. Yes. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm, she I'm says going hesitating. into like the trenches here. No, I love it. I think that that could open us up to a really, really beautiful, uh, spicy conversation on another <laughs> I episode. will say
0: be- before, you know, before Larissa feels too bad that if you're not on Patreon with us, Tara. <laughs> she has become a little bit of a Dean apologist. I feel like okay. I feel like I'm the most anti-dean on this podcast today, because the amount of times she defends Dean, I feel like it's not about defending him. I just say that I understand
1: like his perspective on why he's, you know. I, I understand. I don't agree
0: with it. But is okay. that not being an apologist? <laughs> I think it's I think you guys might fall into the same camp, you know, same sleeping I don't bags. Know about that. <laughs> I don't
1: know about that. I still, I still have my my Dean sucks sweatshirt.
0: Is it truth? Do we need to cross it out? Dean doesn't suck so much anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would be a really wordy sweatshirt. That would be a mouthy sweatshirt. But we can consider it. No, but I think that
0: we have to have Larissa back because I feel like that's going to take up. The whole rest of the episode. Oh, my God. No,
1: <laughs> if I was going to say, I don't, if we got into this now, our listeners would be here for three hours, which I don't think they would mind, but we'll definitely split it into another episode. Larissa, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. It was great to have a third perspective, especially about something that is so near and dear to Haley's heart. <laughs> (laughs) truly and also to hear about your journey with eating gilmore i think that it's so cool haley said something very wise uh before we got on about this being like a very specific category for us to all fall in of being gilmore girls content creators like what a weird little thing we do i love it i love it so much so i wanted to give you an opportunity to share your socials where can people find you
2: yeah thank you so much um so i'm on uh, instagram and tiktok at eating gilmore and then my blog with all my recipes is eatinggilmore.com. Um, so that's where you can find me. Love. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you again so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time for some Dean Apologist. Hot takes, spicy dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. If you want more Gilmore to Say, join us on Patreon, where you can listen to our spoiler-full rewatch
0: podcast, Gilmore Revisited, where we're currently watching season three. You can also join us for live watches, our community Discord page, and get monthly merch discounts to our old-fashioned merch shop at gilmoretosay.com. And be sure to follow
1: us on Instagram at Gilmore to Say podcast, where
0: you can stay up to date on
1: all things Gilmore to Say.